Hi everyone, welcome back to Bicam's podcast. Today we have a special guest, Anna Banana. Oh my gosh, I'm so special. <laughs> Other names for her is Essie, which means sister cousins. Um, but today we're going to be talking about Anna. She's the guest, the star of the show. Um, she's going to talk about how she's feeling in this stage in her life, um, kind of ask her questions about post-grad and how she kind of her experience was with it and kind of how her late twenties are going. They're going. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, let's start off with introducing yourself. Okay. I'll give a little, she's my cousin. Um, we grew up basically together. We call each other sister cousins. Um, neither of us have sisters. So, we just kind of say we're sisters, but we're cousins, but we're basically sisters. Sister cousins. Exactly. Yeah. Point proven. Yeah. I think our moms came up with it. Yeah. I mean, it just, our moms sense. are sisters. Yes. And they are, they're sisters. They're literally <laughs> sisters. They're two of six. <laughs> two of they're six. quite literally sisters. <laughs> um, we are their children and thus we are cousins. Yes. That's how family works. That's how the family <laughs> tree works. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we grew up, um, we grew up like 15 minutes, 10 minutes away from each other. Um, celebrating mm-hmm. like Christmas, Thanksgiving, every holiday together. But we went to different schools. We did, yeah. So kind that of rival been, schools. Yeah, rival that schools. That probably was a good thing. Yeah, that would have been crazy if we were at school at the it same, been like the same school. I don't know. I feel like that'd be kind of fun, though. I don't know. Yeah, it would have been. It's funny because, well, I'm sure she's going to explain this, but Claire ended up going to St. Joe's. Which yeah, I'm sure you all know. You guys should know. You guys know. Um, and I went to St. Joe's before her. And then I graduated senior year of college. Obviously, when I graduated as a senior in college, she graduated as a senior in high school. So we missed each other. And yeah. we could have gone to school together. We could have. I mean, we couldn't because we were. You should have gotten your master's. Well, whatever. maybe. Maybe, maybe. you should have just skipped a grade. <laughs> Maybe I should have been smart and very fast learning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess um, to start it off, what's a funny memory of you and I, or just me when we were little? Oh my gosh. Just to break the ice. Oh, a funny memory of us when we were little. Oh gosh. Rapid fire, rapid fire. <laughs> um, I mean, where do we begin? A funny memory. Um... Probably when it can be embarrassing. I'm trying to. For well, I was just thinking. This isn't like a specific memory. This is like a general project that since we were like like close by, we did the holidays together, like you said. I feel like I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> but the place, yeah, yeah. So we used to. We were our our families were like near each other, and then we had another one of the families. We said one of six. One of the other. Um, families would come up from Virginia every year and there was, they had three kids. The Martins are two. Me and my siblings are three. Colin, if you ever listened to the Colin episode, that's my brother. Yes. yes. So like coming together, crossover episode. Yes. But the, we were all together and I would orchestrate because I am the oldest. She'd orchestrate. She'd boss us around. Yeah. I would say I do. I had a vision. I directed, I directed a, um, Directed as I was in like fourth grade. Um, we would do plays and Claire, although had what Tristan and Ben in mm-hmm. between you, Claire was always like, get on her boss train too. <laughs> like even like, who is this lady telling you this to little do? Girl. Oh, this little girl. Fourth year, four year old. Four year old. No, like fourth grade. Yeah. So Claire and I would like co-run these little pageants, if you will. They were like plays. Like we would like to set the scene too. our after probably dinner, we probably yeah. eat, maybe have dessert. Maybe we like, have the okay, show and then the it's dessert. time for the show. Yeah, like everyone sit every, down. Sit everyone on the couch. <laughs> like how funny. I did that on the other side of the family too. Um, oh, did you really? Yeah. Mm, that's really funny. It was just a thing. Just create us creatives, you know? Uh, <laughs> we have creatives on both families. I just remember one time one of our other cousins, Alex, he was like a little bit younger than Claire. I mean, he must have been like, three at the time four and I was like I mean you can't work with much when you're three no, or four just and sit I was, there you're a prop I know I was like Alex I'm gonna need you to sing fruit salad yummy yummy <laughs> I 
Yeah. And I'm like, can you do this? Yeah, because you probably like weren't even taking in memories either. I just remember like being in my childhood bedroom being like, Alex, we had all these like plastic fruits. And I was like, can you do fruits? <laughs> Did you like write this down or like? Yeah, this is probably documented like somewhere. somewhere. You probably Along. have the family camera out too, like yeah, like there's probably like slips of paper. Some of it. Yeah, or there's probably like I don't know if it's still my parents' like you know computer, but there was lots of like word documents of like word documents around you know events, plays. You know when you're a kid, you make coupons for free oh, yeah. things for your family to Tristan take advantage of. I used of. to do um, yeah, that too. But yeah. Tristan and I used to do McDonald's um, drive-through. And like he would be oh, like, like I, would, I would yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah 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 I'd be like no I'm the worker and you can go drive through oh my gosh but like we'd have to switch off because you know yeah we were, we were full of sharing and um fairness you know we'd always have to do every like I remember too on the other side of the family we used to get into this but Sage I remember her she wanted to be the teacher every time like can I just be the teacher one oh my time? gosh <laughs> see that's funny that all the time because that's their Sage is Claire's other cousin and mm-hmm. they got there's two of them and there's you and your brother yeah so two and two my dad's side versus 15. we have a very wide range well I'm not even not even the oh. sheer number of cousins but like my family's a family like there's three kids you have two, then there's a set of three, a set of three, a set of four. So there's lots of dynamics even within these like micro. Yeah, but we still have families. like all the all the same kind of foundation, I'd say. Yeah, obviously. But anyway, yeah, that was a good memory. That's uh, I'm sure that was a, more that was a that, tame that, that was that. a kind one. Yeah. Give me some more time. <laughs> oh, I could say, <laughs> bring it on, sister, cousin. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, all right. Well. Let's start off with kind of your college experience. And um, so what did you study in college? Okay, so I had a major in communications and digital media at St. Joe's. And then I had minors in the business school. So I studied marketing and what we called LEO, which stands for Leadership, Ethics, and Organizational Sustainability, which is too many words. And now as an adult, I will say... As like a, someone in the professional setting, I'll say like, oh yeah, sustainable leadership. Mm-hmm. It's what I shortened it down to. Yeah. But that's just my own little creative flair. <laughs> yes, because you're creative. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what do you miss about college? What do I miss about college? This is an interesting question because my two roommates, well, I have one right now, but my, my OG roommates in New York, they always talk they both went to big state schools and they talk about how like they had so much free time in college and how they like missed college because it was like so flexible i on the other hand like did a lot of extracurriculars in a way that was looking back just ridiculous and not necessary and i should have taken advantage of the fact that you could do like kind of whatever you wanted to do outside of your classes yeah i like did not i was like i must be busy and have a structure um i wouldn't have described it like that at the time i don't think but looking back it was like that was a lot um what do i miss about it probably like just how accessible everyone is Mm -hmm. something why i like living in a city and like is important to me is or even like us growing up it's just so nice and people are so close to you and it's just like it just lowers the barrier like even in new york like i live in williamsburg now i live in brooklyn and like if i had a friend that lived you my friend Rebecca that lives in the West Village. Sometimes I'm like, I gotta, I gotta transfer two trades. Yeah, it takes me like 20 minutes to get there, which isn't a big deal. But that's how I feel in South Philly. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure it's not like the end of the world, but just like having everyone so easily accessible. And even in college, you'd have to like walk a distance or whatever to find people sometimes. But overall, it's like a small city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like university is like a what do they say? Like a microcosm of like society. Yeah, it's like you're living in like a world of just St. Joe's. Yeah. But, like, there's lots of, like, layers of, like, different structures and stuff of communities, mm-hmm. people doing different kind of jobs. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of go into that. You brought up you were in a lot of, like, extracurricular activities. Yeah. Do you want to get into that? Sure. I did. I did. Um... <laughs> Is that is embarrassing? No, it's not embarrassing. Boy? No, it's not embarrassing. Um, it's, it's pretty re- impressive. Thank you. Um, I was in... <laughs> 
I was in student government when I was in college. We called it student senate at St. Joe's. And I did that freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year of college. But senior year, I was student body president. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever, guys. Like, I was the president. <laughs> Um, which was cool. It was cool. Um, but it was, there was like, I guess like 5,000 student students or so. Yeah. yeah. Undergrad. So that was like kind of like the group that I technically was the chief representative of, which is cool. It's funny how that's evolved to your questions. I'm sure you're going to get into of like right out of school. Cause I'm 28. I'm going to be 29 in October. Um, I've been working for now almost like six years. And when I, my first job, my boss, would introduce me to people being like, and she was student body president. Cause I was, it was like a, you yeah. know, it was like a, an accolade of it's like being like, resume. like, like yeah, it's good. And that's, it, and it give you a lot of experience to do like all these other things. Oh yeah. Sure. We're moving to. Yeah. A hundred percent. But, um, she would kind of like, that'd be something that she would tote me around like our co-founder. I worked at a startup out of school and now it's something that like people will sometimes uncover cause they see it on LinkedIn or they'll like, people get into college and they'll ask and I'm like, yeah, I did this thing, which I am very proud of. And it was very cool, but like, it's not something that I'm like leading with that mm-hmm. I use. That might've been something that was, you know, more part of my story um, in the first couple of years of post-grad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what else did you do? Um, you yeah. So I did student government. Right. That was my main gig. Um, but I also had a work study job in the athletic communications department. That. Yeah, that was cool. Um, that like was more heavy duty, like freshman, sophomore year. Um, but that was, that was really neat. I would help do like stats for different sports. Um, got to really get intimately involved in St. Joe's basketball. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. Did a couple interviews like earlier on when I was, I remember that. Right. YouTube, check it out. Animal cards. Oh my gosh. (laughs) There's a, if you really dig, there's a really good blooper reel. Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, I did that. That was a really good experience. And then let's see, I did like hawk hosting at different points, which is like our what do you call them? Student guides or yeah. tour, 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 guides, tour guides? Tour guides. I did that. If um, you walk backwards the whole time, exactly. Uh, I did that part of school. And then I'd say the the other thing that kept me like I wasn't a sorority mm-hmm. too. Phi Sigma Sigma Phi Sig. L-I-T-P, well, in the pyramid, like, what? Anyway, <laughs> I did that. That was, I was never planning on joining a sorority when I was in college, but it was brand new. It was brand new. Um, Claire, you cannot see, is flashing up random, like, sorority signs. <laughs> I don't know any of them. <laughs> but it was new. So I was like, oh, this will be interesting to just try to, like, see, like, to create something. Um, so I was like, oh. And I did that. Like nice little community. Yeah. I look back on a lot of these organizations and a lot of things that like you do for the sake of doing, for instance, sororities, when they have like these certain procedural things, it's like, there's always like the leadership being like, oh, we have to do it like this. But I think a lot of times with things like that, what's missed is the reason people are asking you to dress professionally or to act in a certain way, which is a whole other topic and a whole other podcast episode. But there are a lot of them is performing and getting you ready for like, external experiences for instance student government like the ability to speak in front of people like on the spot is like something i with that yeah public speaking yeah oh my god i like feel like i would like vomit like wait really well like it depends what i'm talking talking about like i mean you do this i mean a lot of people think this would make you puke yeah actually i've gotten better with it because of work this or what well i've gotten better i mean when i first started the podcast i literally would talk into the microphone and i wouldn't be able to like talk but then I would just I had to like what do you mean? <laughs> I would talk into the microphone and I would not be able to like do a full sentence or like I would think about too much of like what I'm actually saying uh, instead yeah. of just kind of like free flowing it because mm-hmm. my whole thing with this podcast is I just want to like word vomit and just like get thoughts out there yeah to like help people not feel so alone or maybe they'll maybe they'll not get the whole episode but I'll say like one sentence that like will influence them or yeah not i don't want to say influence because we're not influencers but like resonate you influence with them. me oh yes <laughs> so that is that make me an influencer yes yes <laughs> um no but in my eyes yes but um i've been getting better with 
I guess you could say public speaking because I've been working two years now and I do like client meetings yeah. and I lead them and kind of facilitate the conversation and and I probably wouldn't have been able to do that like a year ago. I probably uh, probably like a year ago I could do that, but I feel like you probably are a lot better at it now. Yeah, than definitely. A year ago. And, or more, at least and, more confident. Yeah, or I just like don't care. Mm. <laughs> that's another. That's another topic. But I think. Well, I think too with public speaking, like you have to have you have to not care to some extent. About yeah, hundred percent. And just kind of like because half half the time too, like is any is everyone staring at you and listening to you like they're probably thinking about other things like it's just not that serious like sure yeah it's a lot it's a lot of pressure to be public speaking and stuff but yeah I guess like I mean I shouldn't say like I will I will say this about public speaking the most like I have given like like talks in front of like large groups of students and stuff I've done like different panel things I spoke at graduation not like the main person don't get it twisted but you know like I've spoken in front of large large groups yeah. of people before but the most nervous I've ever been and I also from my job which I'm sure we'll get into is mm-hmm. I speak and present a lot um but the most nervous I've ever been was at Justina's wedding which is our family friend and I was the maid of honor and I gave her toast at the rehearsal dinner and oh my gosh I was gonna throw up I was so nervous because you know why because that was significant that's way more important than anything I ever right spoken about it's also like more personal stuff. Yeah. It's it's not like you're giving a presentation about uh, cold calling. Yeah. Or like just how some... to sell something. Yeah. You know, like it's it's you have like there's facts to it, but when when there's an emotion attached to it, it's like a little bit more vulnerable. Oh yeah. But also sometimes I remember I took like I did this like public speaking seminar. It wasn't a whole class, but it was like a I don't know, thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember them saying, if you actually care about what you're speaking about or like find some interesting things to like have like spark your interest. So mm-hmm. you actually want to like talk about it. It yeah. makes things easier. Or if you really, 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 really know the shit you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, that's um, big time. Yeah. So, you know, I think even if you're not interested in it, you're like, Oh, let's find this little. Interesting yeah. Find song. something. Like, yep. This is good. Yeah, I think it was just because it was a – I also think actually when it's like a smaller group, it's like the intimacy makes it more difficult sometimes. Yeah. Like speaking to a large group, it's just like a face – like a crowd of faces. Yeah. A crowd of faces. A crowd of humans. <laughs> just a shit one of my humans <laughs> hanging out. I haven't done that in a long time though. Now most of my talking is on Zoom. Zoom, yeah. No, I was just going to say that. I don't think I could – I did do an in-person walkthrough, in-person like client meeting where – When you say walkthroughs, I just imagine you like Vanna White walking around mean? vanna white you know like the wheel of fortune <laughs> the woman that taps like with my the numbers. high heels and my short dress yeah and you're like can you give me a cue <laughs> and i'm like do you like this window in this house and we're doing a walk through it's like an open house oh my gosh <laughs> that's what i'm thinking of. but then you're actually like have you updated these chucks and balances for <laughs> soft too i'm not that i'm over here like hey has this process changed and they tell me how the process changed and i'm like Mm-hmm. Terrific, and they're they're also then they then they end the sentence as like oh but that's not this year that's gonna be next year and I'm like okay so no changes this year <laughs> okay sick but like now I'll know for next year and it'll probably change again yeah but um that's auditing baby yeah audit auditing oh my god ew. they know what that is right like you told them what you do right yeah fun stuff yeah I hate to identify as hey I work as I work at a um, accounting firm because everyone's like oh and I'm like but like I don't like I don't fit that hey I'm an accountant wait that's interesting like that's cool like you're great but like I feel like whenever I like I'm talking to someone that I just met I'll like just like chat about something and then they're like oh what do you do for work and I'm like um like for my, for example, one of my dad's friends, I was chatting with him about my customs and stuff and mm-hmm. my podcast too. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about it. And then he was like, what do you do for work? And I was like, oh, like I work at this big accounting firm. Um, I'm an IT audit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, like he was just like, oh, like he didn't mean it like, you know, whatever. But I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, like I don't really like, I, that wasn't like something that I was going to like be like, I wanted to be auditing. <laughs> Like no one, sure. I mean, maybe some people do and that's great, but I just, I don't 
think I spit the stigma or like the, what is it called? Like the, the image of like an auditor or something. Yeah. yeah. Stereotype, stereotype of an, like a auditor, like accounting professionals are very to the point and maybe I'm just being stereotypical because that could be, a yeah. but it's like very like to the point math numbers, um, very serious. And I can be obviously serious at times, but I feel like I'm more of like a creative free flowing girly pop, but I'm not free flowing sometimes. I don't know. We are rambling, but I think, I don't know. I think it brings up, maybe this will get us back on track, but I think it brings up an interesting idea of like what, <clears throat> how you perceive your work and how others perceive your work. Mm-hmm. Because my roommate in New York works at the same firm as Claire. Um, she's in a different line. She's an advisory and she'll say she works in consulting and she is yeah. a CPA. Yeah. She won't say though that she's, she won't say like, well, sometimes she'll say I'm a CPA, but she'll never say like, Oh, I'm an accountant. Yeah. She'll say like, I work in consulting or like I'm a CPA. She does like account. I've learned this accounting when she listens to this and be like, did I do a good job? <laughs> she works in accounting advisory. So yeah. does the accounting work for like M and A and stuff like that. Mergers and acquisitions is what that stands for. Yeah. Didn't that's a great example of something that like I learned like the buzzwords of like post-grad of like when you're like, Oh, you got to know what like yeah, yeah, yeah. M and A is P E. Oh, it's there's private so equity. Many, yeah, oh, a hedge so... fund. What the heck is it? Yeah. Like, like a hedgehog <laughs> like, with like a, a fund in it. But yeah, I think that how you perceive and how other people perceive it is interest. It's that's yeah, it's a, a whole point. other conversation. Yeah, I think like yeah, that's that's huge because I feel like people meet me and they're like, oh, like she's like in like I don't know, like I feel like I'm just like more of like an artsy fartsy girly rather artsy, than like fartsy. like I don't I don't want to be doing this job forever. Like I don't. That's fair. I also you know studied business intelligence and analytics and I have a passion for ready for this That's I have right. a passion for cleaning data fashion. and organizing yes I Wait, love passion a passion for fashion okay sorry <laughs> no I have a passion for cleaning data and organizing data and helping businesses like do their best they can and yeah make as much as money as they can and figure out what they can change in their business based on their data to be more efficient and have better business processes like that's what I want to do. And I think that's like, to some aspect, that's like creative. Like you have to be creative yeah. about Str- You have to be you, strategic. Yeah, strategic about it. And like very, I don't know, be very like efficient with like the decisions you're going to make and stuff. Um, but what I do right now too, along with explaining like accounting, I'm technology audit, which is like IT audit. And I work on SOC 1 and SOC 2 reports, which I'm not going to get into that because that's just like too much. Um, but basically it's the same thing each year. So it's kind of repetitive. It's like you know? how people have to get their like company, like public companies have to get audited, audited like their tax make audited. Sure, yeah. But I audited? don't do that. I do their software. So if they right, yeah, right. softwares, we have to make sure that their, their policies align with the company's policies. And we have to make sure that all the security, um, because usually most of the companies have PII, which is personal information, something identifiable yeah, information exactly this is so funny this and is like PHI, PHI, which is um personable health and in, in, uh information so we have to make sure that the, there's a the security in place to make sure that that information is not leaked because then it right. could be creating like a huge obviously like a lawsuit or something but it's very repetitive so basically each year i've been there for three audit periods but two two full years yeah and i we do planning walkthroughs, which is like meetings with the cup with a client and explaining the processes, huh? Vanna White. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Open houses. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then you have the audit period and you test the controls that are in place to protect whatever risks there are. Right. And then we write a SOC report. one report and a SOC two report. We issue both reports at different times, probably within like two months. And then we're done. And then we do like a debrief, figure out what we're going to do next year. And then mm-hmm. we have a planning meeting and then it just does, goes again. And, and you like I, do I wanted, the same clients, right? Like in theory, the time, right? Yeah. Like year in after theory, year. Yeah. Sorry, but you want yeah. what? But I want to get into a, I want to do something different. Um, 
each day. And yeah, this is a great conversation to have because it's kind of like, what do I want to do? I want Mm -hmm. to do something different each day or not even that. Like I want to have different projects. So for example, like if I worked for like a consulting firm that was helping a business with organize their data and and Mm -hmm. figure out like how can they use their data to their benefit. And when I say data is like, if I'm working for like a, um, the client is like a, uh, furniture store. Um, maybe they could save money in a sense of, or their data would be how their inventory or how many sales are they selling? How many couches are they selling? Mm -hmm. Are they selling more couches than kitchen tables? Well, maybe they should have less inventory of the kitchen Mm -hmm. tables and have Mm -hmm. more of the couches since that would, I don't know. And it's just, I can go on and on about the data, Yeah, but I feel like that would be so much more interesting because it's like fulfilling and it like, it's like, I helped that company they, that they hired us to help them be better at their job and do right. things better. And I would just love to do that. Cause I feel like it's helping the world in the like maybe economy or whatever. It's just like yeah. helping people in their jobs and helping the company, helping the people that work there, helping whatever. So I think, um, it's, uh, fulfilling as much as it can be for work. It could be. Yeah. But, yeah. Could you move into like IT advisory, like doing project, like doing more consulting work that might be more company, in line with that? I could, but I don't want to be at a big firm anymore. I want to be at a smaller firm. Okay, fair. Where it's more intimate, I guess. Mm-hmm. More like I know I'm valued at my job, but as a company, I'm just one of the I'm just one of the associates. Yeah. I'm just a staff member. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so I think, I think it would be more fulfilling and more encouraging to be on a small team and like really get to know like my team members and just, I don't know. There's just pros and cons to yeah, each, I'm sure. Yeah. 100%. But, yeah. But I guess going into that, um, I guess, do you want to talk about your career like where do you out out of, out of college what was your job yeah um kind of go through your career what do you like about each job what you didn't like and maybe like what you learned that is like those are good questions um <clears throat> this is also very a rush for me too we'll see how i can uh sum this up because i have been i'm actually in between jobs right now yeah so I have worked in the startup environment um, since I graduated, and I'm looking for a new role. I'm ending that hopefully soon, closing in on something, which I'm sure we'll get into. But um, when I graduated, I was between like, I wanted to go to like a Northeast city, like I was in Philly, and I was, so Philly was an option. I was dating someone in Philly at the time. I was like, you know, open to like, Boston, New York, DC, Chicago, Philly, but like, honestly, most of my, I mean, I know Chicago's not the Northeast, but you know what I mean? The Northern cities. And I was really, but I really came down to Philly and New York and I really wanted to be in New York. Like I've always wanted to be in New York. That was something that was like, as like a, as just a little young lad, I wanted to go to New York. I feel like that also, I didn't like, know that yeah, I don't. Why didn't you tell me that? Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> I think so- you should have seen. I think it's actually still in my parents' house in my childhood bedroom. There's like this apple that I made. We had like an art project in high school <laughs> where you had to like make a 3D thing that started with the first letter of your name, and I made an apple, a cardboard apple that was painted like broadway like new york city it was so you mean like apple with like the big apple, apple? yeah the big apple yeah, exactly yes thank you for connecting the dots the big apple for anna new york baby the big apple for anna. <sighs> that's me taking a bite what's your favorite apple oh honey chris 100 whole foods preferably don't come for me i had to i, mm. um, I don't like bezos but i like their honey crisps <laughs> um i yeah what's your favorite I think Honeycrisp, but I do like a, what is it called? Is it a gala? Gala. Yeah, I was going to say like gala is a good Sometimes second. they can be like too soft and like weird. Mm. Um, or Pink Lady. Pink Lady. I love the name of that. Like yeah. who's that? Who, who's he came up this? with that. Um, but I think 
I would probably say Honeycrisp. I don't like them that much, but like I feel there's this YouTuber that I watch and he's obsessed with them. Um, <laughs> he's always he's into sour candy and he's like it's literally a sour apple fruit that's good for you. He's like over everything and he takes like such a big bite. Like, <sighs> wait, know? that's funny. I feel like Honeycrisps are like the sweeter apples. They're oh. like they're like sour and yummy. Yeah, hear me out. One last thing about apples, folks. Okay. Cut up your apple slices. Ooh, Sprinkle cinnamon. Big spoon of peanut butter. Done. Easy. The cinnamon is really important. Did you say peanut butter? Yeah. You say honey? No. Okay, I'm gonna correct her, guys. Okay, level up. Anna's, level up. Anna's that's my thing. that's my I'm love. Actually, 3 30 in the afternoon. You need a little snack. You, <laughs> intermission, we're gonna give you a little bit our uh de pumpo, which is our parent our mom's been up made a name. Um, me middle name, um, made a name and we're going to give you a couple snacks ideas. Okay. So a couple breakfast, no snacks. Let's break it. Focus on snacks. Come on. Wait, do the honey, do the honey. Yes. Yes. Tell yes. The honey. Um, so cut up an apple, keep the skin on, just like keep the skin on, relax, yeah. you know, and sprinkle peanut butter on it. Oh, okay. You drizzle. Sometimes. Yeah. You can drizzle the, oh, the natural one. That's just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can spoon it. And then drizzle honey on it, chocolate chips. Oh. You can squish those chocolate chips in the peanut butter and honey. So, like, mm. if they're not going to sprinkle on your plates, then that's just, like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And then <laughs> a little cinnamon. <laughs> or you can do white, cho- white oh. chocolate chips. But um, let's put a rice cake on there. Oh. Rice cake, peanut, peanut butter, butter, honey, mm. chocolate chips. Mm. If you got a banana, slab that on there, slices. Mm-hmm. That is like a good like the chocolate chips just like are elite on it just for like a little sweetness or if you're just gonna do a chocolate rice cake, I mean you can put the chocolate chips on there but late maybe leave them out. But you can put them on there if you want more chocolate. Yeah, live your truth. Yeah, live your life. Okay, enough about snacking. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do the peanut butter and honey. Peanut butter and honey is good too. The point is is that the pumples are really keen on honey snacky instead of. Jelly. I mean, we like jelly, but we, like jelly. we would eat peanut butter and honey toast, peanut butter and honey sandwiches. With whole, whole wheat bread. Yeah. And this was, like, not a thing that everyone did, which sounds weird because I'm, like, it's basically jelly and honey. I mean, they're both, like, yeah. sweet accoutrement to peanut butter. Yeah. But it'd be, like, people at school would be, like, what is this? And then you would be with our family on vacation. I remember one of the little cousins, Alex's, you know, uh-huh. fruit salad boy, his yeah. little sister <laughs> – was making a peanut butter honey and I was like, do you ever get flack for this? And she was like, yes. Yeah, and then they try it and they're like, but like I get it. Yeah. Okay. Even if really like, spicy takes yeah, here on. Also, even like a peanut butter and honey and banana sandwich. I've turned on a mm. lot of people with that. I'm That's not like super into bananas. Yeah, you don't like bananas. Well, I have been Anna recently banana getting... doesn't like bananas. Here, we hear it now, folks. Yeah. What, what does it say? Hot of the press. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, back into your career. <laughs> yeah, anyway, my professional development. Um, so your I'm first just... job out of college. Yep. Going for drink number two. Claire made me a nice coffee, and now I'm on my water. Um, Slamming them back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Double fisting. Okay, so my career. Wow, how did we get here? Um, I graduated from St. Joe's, wanted to go to New York. Oh, the Big Apple. Yeah. That's how apple. we got there. Holy. Ah, I wanted to go to New York. I got a, I graduated in May and then I started a job in October, which felt like a long time not to be working. That was the longest I had ever not worked. And now we can tie it all together because about the student body president thing. I will never forget Ben, who's my younger brother, said to me, I don't understand why this is so difficult for you. You were student body president. Shouldn't you be able to get a job? (laughs) And And I was like, Ben, that is kind, but also incredibly not helpful. Which, but yes, you know what? I should have. I should. I mean, I did. I had. I got an offer for an, from like a place I interned the year before. I interned. That's what actually what happened. I interned between junior and senior year in New York at a media agency. That was my test run for New York. And where did you live? I lived in what was it? 112. Uh, it was like the Upper West Side, beginning of Harlem. How do you find that apartment? It was on Facebook. All my roommates. <laughs> and this will be really. This will be a fun one. All my roommates I've ever lived with are all. All my roommates in New York have all been from Facebook, which is interesting because the way Facebook it's really risky. Well, well, 
No, I'm saying like it's really risky, but like it worked out for you. Well, I wouldn't even say it's risky. I'm just saying that it's like I don't understand how like I'm gonna date myself now and be like, I don't know how these young folks, but like how are Gen Z finding roommates they on on Instagram? They continue to be friends with their college roommates. No, no, no. But like when they go to freshman year of college, like I was just in like this like big dump of Facebook, like a big Facebook group, and it was like the class of 2017. I did a random. You did a random, but like are they going on Instagram? Are they in group chats? Are they, what's the social media that everyone is connecting on? I mean, people are just TikToking their way to finding root meet, yeah. roommates. Probably. I mean, maybe, out. probably. They're TikToking their dances away. The fannies. They're just chicken ass. <laughs> anyway, basically like, how I, I found out my roommates. That girly pop. I lived with a dancer, actually. That was interesting. Did That's... you shake ass? <laughs> no, she was like a professional like, musical theater oh. performer. She that was cool to live with That's her. Awesome. She was nice, but anyway, <clears throat> I interned there for a summer. Got I was like, oh, I like New York. I'm gonna do it. I got an in, I got an offer from that internship, but I was gonna be making next to no money, and I was like, I cannot afford that. So I waited a little bit longer, and I'm so glad I did because mm-hmm. I got a really cool job, and I got to live with this one girl, Heather, and another girl that we lived with who was also very kind, but she ended up moving out down the line and Heather is still very much so a part of my life now, but it's not the roommate I was talking about earlier. My other roommate is Irene. Now we've named all the characters of my stress at the end guys. Yeah. Heather and Irene, they're the real ones. They're my, Heather has now moved, but Irene and I are still roommates in the big apple. The big apple. Exactly. So what did you, what did you learn? What was the big thing you learned in your new job. Okay. So I worked at a startup right out of school for like two years. And I think when I was, I don't tell me how you feel about this. It might've been different because you graduated when it was like COVID, but the first year of working when I was doing it, I was like, this is amazing. I've never felt more alive. Oh my God. I look back. I cannot explain to you guys how exhausted I was. Like, it's so freaking tiring working full-time for the first time, Mm -hmm. especially, like, being in a new city and New York. It's like I would – I would would walk – we lived somewhere that was close enough that you could walk to the offices, which is not, like – this neighborhood was not, like, an ideal sexy area. It was, like, Murray Hill, if anyone knows, which is, like, a young area. Anyway, I was there. I would walk to work, come home. Get my groceries. It was just like such a slog. My one roommate Heather should always joke about how it was a hustle. How Heather would joke about how she would have to come home and like take a nap afterwards. Mm -hmm. She was just so exhausted. It's just like very taxing. And I think so much of you know, but but you're so excited. I was so excited about everything I was doing that it made it worth it. Um, But what I learned those first two years was really how to. The first year, how to learn in a, how to work in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was part of a small team and it grew really quickly. Like I was like the 11th hire at this startup and then it grew over the time I was there and like seeing how companies change and getting new perspectives from all the different people I was working with that all came from different like, you know, backgrounds. I got into sales, which is what I still do now. Um, and I was... I originally thought I wanted to do something marketing related, but my boss was like, no, you're going to try this. We were selling like a platform um, that had, it doesn't matter. We were selling a platform and I was like, I don't think I want to do this. And she was like, just give it a shot. And I did. And I think that's really like having people around you that are encouraging you to like take risks or like seeing something in you that you might not see like that really set me on such a path that I feel so, so, so grateful for. Um, so I learned how to be like a functioning adult and I learned how to sell Yeah, the baseline of like having conversations, which I guess takes us back to getting yourself in front of people and being vulnerable and like talking like Claire before we started, she goes, oh, you're going to have to like listen. You're not going to like the vo- sound of your voice, but like all my calls for work are like recorded, which I know some people are going to say this sounds insane and I can see Claire's face. It's like, what the heck are you talking about? But all most of my client calls are yeah, recorded. I'm not surprised yet it's for like to like look back or listen back or if if there was anything said that could be like concerning. concerning. Yeah. yeah. It's so helpful because you, could, you in a sense too. Yeah. It's super helpful to be able to look back at what clients said and like, no, it's, it's typically done. People say it's for training, but it's also so helpful. And I'm like, I don't remember what the heck they said. I'll just re-listen to this. Yeah. Anyway, point being is I had to listen to my voice a lot from that. Um, 
And that is even more vulnerable because yeah. you're having to inspect your own. I know. Whenever whenever I have people on the podcast like to do the test, they're always like, ew, my, my voice. And I'm like, <clears throat> excuse me. Like, why are you saying ew? Like, that's what I hear. It's not you. <laughs> it is voice. different how you – Yeah. Your voice, though, how you hear it is different from how you hear my voice. It's something to do with – I don't know. This is – Science. Yeah, science. It's something related to do with like science. The the, science. No, the noise being like in your head. Really? Yeah, it's something we can Google it afterwards. Oh my god, yeah, that's that like that really blew my mind kind of because if if I hear my voice, yeah. It's different from what you're hearing. Yeah. What does the voice sound like? Well, I think that oh, if like you, when you record it, so, so that when you play your voice back, like when you yeah. play the voice back, doesn't it sound different to you than what you hear when you were talking? No, it just makes me feel like I know myself even more because that's how I sound. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I think though, that's probably also like you are used to hearing yourself talk now. That's like yeah, oh true. Um, this is so funny, but let's see if this makes sense. Um, it's like when sometimes I get in my head that it's like if. The only way you can see yourself and see your face is when you look at a mirror. Like, what if there was no mirrors that existed? Then you would never be able to, like, see yourself. That is... I wish I could step out of my body and just, like, look at me and be like, that is me. That is... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, don't you just hop up the... No, that's crazy. ...your body and just be like, those are my kneecaps. Yeah. (laughs) Those those mm. things are sexy. Yeah, we always talk like, like this idea of like your skin sack is so gross. Your skin like, sack. Like you're like you're like oh, I can't believe I'm in this body again. I have to do this bullshit with myself again. Like here I am. I just like gotta get out of this thing for a second. But like you think about let me out of this body sack. Like literally. <laughs> uh, but but that's why you have to love yourself because yeah. you got one body. But Do you want to wish with it, but you won't. Amen. You'll never be able to like fully see yourself the way that like. Yeah, which is but... why there's so many love songs by like, insert whatever <laughs> yeah. male singer. You know, know you're beautiful. Okay, wow. that was really good. Do you want to talk about One Direction? No. Okay, let's say That is another. So, so yeah, your first your first uh, first job you out of college, you learned mm-hmm. a lot about yourself about how to be professional, how to, you know, hold yourself in a professional environment, which I can totally relate to. And still, yeah. I'm kind of still learning that. Um, do you, do you think, um, did you have a hard time? I guess your job was a little different from mine, um, obviously, but did you find it hard to get to know yourself in a work environment? but also have it separate from getting to know yourself outside of a work environment? That's a good question. Like back then? Yeah. Like my age, that was two years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think, okay. I graduated in 2017. Started working in October, 2017. I think, Girl bossing was really on the rise. That whole concept yeah. was really, really top of the cultural zeitgeist, mm-hmm. if you will. And to me, I was like, I am a woman with yeah. a job and like empowering. I am like a career woman. And like that was really something that I was focused on of like this was this is like everything I had worked towards, all those mm-hmm extracurriculars all these things have got me to this point all that student bodying yeah all those all that presidenting um and i i think they were very much so this like kind of like one in the same Mm -hmm. in the sense that i think i am pretty comfortable of like trying of like being my full self obviously how i present myself at work can be different but back then i think there was a lot of similarity between Mm -hmm. the to I think also what's an important thing to note is that I was at like I said a small Mm -hmm. company it was also almost all women and I that was a unique experience in itself because I was also the youngest and most of the women I was working for were in their 30s and 40s um it was a female focused like startup Mm -hmm. um 
and I just, what that actually opened my eyes to was like seeing all these working moms. Cause like both of our moms stayed at home. My mom went to back to work. One of my youngest brother went back to school or went off to school, but she was a teacher. So she was very much so like on schedule. our schedule. And a lot of the people we grew up with had at least one stay at home parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to see like, what is a working parent look like was yeah. a really interesting and helpful. And I think that started to like, that doesn't fully explain like the separateness, but just like thinking around the, my priorities of both my personal and professional. Yeah. That was unique. But then as it transitions, which I'm sure you're going to, can I talk about the next role? Yeah. Was, um, I worked after that, I went to an actual like tech company. The other organization was like a platform HR thing. Um, but then I went to a tech org that was also a startup, but it had been a lot around for a lot longer. And that was suddenly like a true technical product. And I wanted to go to an organization that had a more structured sales process, which like, this is like, sounds so funny to be right talking about it. Like, is this like, interesting? No, this is so interesting. <laughs> well, the fact is too, like to sum it up and like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like your first job, you, it was a first job. Like you understood a lot of things. It was a different environment to your second job. Like you, you were saying how, you know, I was asking the question about, because, um, was it hard to separate, you know, yeah. going back to that question, it was hard to, was it hard to separate, you know, who you, yeah. who you're becoming in a workplace and who you're becoming in a personal setting. And yeah. I think it was kind of intertwined for you, which makes sense because it was a smaller organization. You were able to be able to be your true self and which I guess also sales too is like you have, it is your true self with auditing. Like it's not my true self. Like right. how am I supposed to, the only way I add my true self is what is when I try to, you know, communicate with the clients and like chat with them and, and, talk mm. like a human being and not like a freaking robot. Mm. But I think what I have been having a hard time yeah. with is I feel like I have so much energy into my career mm-hmm. where I feel like I'm losing that part of creativeness of myself. Mm. And that's why I'm rethinking my job Okay, because I feel that it has taken too much energy and I've, cre- I've created, I've become more focused I mean among other things but I've been more focused on being that corporate girl woman that talks like a robot and isn't really that passionate about what I'm speaking about where I've lost interest and care Mm -hmm. we can go into that another episode but I think it's taken I guess energy away from me being able to be my true self and get to know myself as a person outside of work which I think is difficult for a lot of people post-grad couple yeah. of years into work where it's like, you just get so busy with your job and work and like the negativity of complaining, Oh, I have to work, work, work. Cause work's, you know, challenging, but it also, I'm going into like a rambling, but like, I just have had a hard time separating the two and being my own self outside mm. of work. Because I, that's that brings up the other topic of like I don't want to be identified as an oh you you work in an accounting firm right because my perception of an accounting firm is like you do number I just clock numbers all day long which is nothing I do and I don't want people to think I'm just like working at a desk which I do work at a desk. Why do you think that week maybe more? <laughs> Why does that bother you that they might perceive you? differently than who you I don't care what they think but I don't want to be perceived that way in a sense of I don't want to be that like I don't want to sit at a desk sit at a desk all day and do something that I literally do not like right work I love the people I work with right but I feel like they I don't work directly with them Mm -hmm. the people I work directly with I've never really met in person Mm -hmm. which is another topic Mm -hmm. But I feel that I don't want that for myself. I don't, I, I just like don't align with it. It doesn't align with my, my self outside of work in a sense, or like who I want to be. What parts of it do you like? Um, I like project planning. Okay. I, I didn't have a lot of manager last year. So, or this year. So I 
have organized the project to make sure everything gets done and make sure, you know, everything's in line with timeline and all that stuff. Like I like to get shit done. Okay. Um, other than that, um, what about the people you said you, you've had mixed thoughts on. Yeah. I think the people who I work with, like my hiring class, I love all of them. They're great. And I've learned a lot from them, but I don't work directly with them, mm, which is, you know, they're on separate projects. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and I'm sure, you know, I don't want to speak for them, but I'm sure they feel that same way of they, maybe I can't speak for them because I've never had a team my age where I'm working with my friend Amber, for instance, mm-hmm. if her and I were on a team with another associate that was a year younger than us, and then a manager and then a director and then a partner, mm-hmm. that's that's usually how a team works. But my team right now is me and a director, um, and he's in New York. Mm-hmm. So I've never met him in person. We've been trying to get into the office together, but it just hasn't happened, which mm-hmm. is really remote working. Right. But a I just of- feel like a sense of community. I feel like I would want to be at a job where I'm working with like two other people my age or maybe a little older, whatever, whatever, that I can like collab with or like understand, like talk about what we're doing and why we're doing it, mm-hmm. not just get the work done. Cause I feel like right. we're just trying to get the work done day, 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 day over. Yeah. Like, and it's not like, it's not like let's sit down and reflect on like what we're doing and like why yeah. we're doing it. What have you learned and stuff? And yeah, I have check-ins with my PML and stuff, but it's not like not actively learning. Like it's just thrown into the pot. So you just have to like make sure the list that you have is done. Mm-hmm. Like there's no time to reflect or like learn. Right. Like a learning opportunity unless you're learning <clears throat> when shit hits the fan. It's mm. fun. No one learn. Like I don't learn like that. Cause then I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah. So I think though, what you said, the reason I'm asking this is because I had this one like mentor that I worked with at that first startup. Um, and she was talking about, she, we did like an exercise when I was looking for like at my most recent job where we were working on kind of career coaching stuff. And she was asking me questions around like what I like about my actual job and what I liked doing as a child and things like that. And to be able to, if you can get a job where you're doing things that you genuinely do enjoy, it just makes the work easier. So like when you're saying about project management and then like the community, which I think also seems like a sense of like camaraderie Mm -hmm. sort of working with other people. I think when you eventually down the line are looking for a new role, like looking at these themes of like what you actually do enjoy how can you identify those in like other, yeah. Like, yeah. In a, like when you look for a new role, like having those as the foundational like building blocks, the more you can identify what you like and like where you thrive, you can use those as a jumping off point to mm-hmm. finding new opportunities. Yeah. And I think that brings a good point of, I feel like I don't have the energy to even sit down and be like, like to job hunt. Because mm-hmm. my job is so exhausting, which yeah. isn't like, that's just not a, like, that's not a good thing. Like that shouldn't, that shouldn't be a, a, a thing, which in, in my, in my eyes, like, I don't want to live like that. I want to be able to like have energy after the end of the work day and be like, like be able to work on myself. Yeah. Well, I think in line with what I was saying, like around it's exhausting. The first yeah, couple yeah, of years exactly. is so yeah. hard. Yeah, oh my gosh. Like, yes, I feel incredibly privileged. Like we went to college and work in like normal, Definitely. typical, like, you know, nine to five, not really nine to five, but you know what I mean? Jobs. Um, but it's really hard trying to figure that all out, like trying to figure out how to do your job, how to like, now you're at the point where you're starting to maybe manage like a little associate here and there, how to like, you know, manage up with like, you know, managers, directors, et cetera, at your firm. And I think it's, it's, it's really difficult. And it's not something that like you, um, learn overnight. I also would argue that when you said you're like, I haven't learned anything. No, I have, I I have learned that. Sure. But I think you'd be impressed slash surprised how much, like even how at the beginning of this episode, you were like, so we do this, then we do this, then we do this, then we do this. And then ta-da, like it was so succinct. And I think, You'll be, the more, 
as time passes, especially eventually when you move to like either a new role or a new organization, that's what I've noticed that every time that you have like that kind of transition, you're able to like look back from a macro level and be like, holy moly. Yeah. And I think me saying that I, I know I've learned so much. Like, for example, I've learned talking to the client. Like mm-hmm. I never, I would have been shit in my pants. Like when I first started this job to be thinking that I would be talking to the client, leading the meeting, sharing my screen, presenting all this shit that mm-hmm. I'm like, holy mother. Yeah. But that brings me back to... I want to be part of a smaller company where we have moments to be like reflective because sure. I, I, throughout this podcast too, I talk about being reflective or in my eyes, like it's like a practice of like, I need to reflect like the Jesuit way I need to reflect or I didn't learn anything or it, it didn't even happen because I did not reflect on that time. Mm. Like it's just, it's just no time to reflect. And I have to, you know, routine that to myself or put that, as is like a priority to myself and it just doesn't, doesn't really align with the company's things. And that's mm-hmm. just because it's a huge company. Like there's just only so much they can do. They have, you know, these corporate things in, in place to reflect on your things, but it's just writing three sentences and then reviewing it. And it's like, doesn't just goes into the cloud. <laughs> but my point is like working is difficult. Like you said, the first year is challenging. It's exhausting. And I think, it's, it's just interesting to like talk about it. And I think mo- the more I talk about what I want in a job, I think the more, like the closer I'll be to actually understanding what kind of job I want. Yeah. But we've been rambling here and there, but I want to get back to a question to ask yes, you, Anna, because you are the star of the guest. Guest of the star. The you know gu- what I the mean? Star. <laughs> You're the star, the star of, the of your life. <laughs> but the apple of your eye, the big apple. The okay. Big apple. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. It should be. Big Anna Apple. Big no. Big no. Apple Anna. Big, big no. Apple, okay. We'll yeah. workshop that. <laughs> but how do you feel about your life right now? Like where you are in the moment? I know you said you're in between jobs. Um, I know you have a lot of exciting things happening. If you want to share that. If you don't, that's cool. But I think you have a lot of exciting things. So what are you uh Yeah. Um, how am I feeling? I feel... Like I'm in a real moment of transition. Mm-hmm. So I worked at that small, that smaller startup, went to a tech company, started, actually worked at the first company, then went to Claire studying abroad. <laughs> this was in February of 2020. I started working at this tech, I worked at this tech company and then, but this is important. Yeah. I worked at a tech company, um, right? I start or I started a new job right as COVID started. And I think that is when I don't know if it was the about if it was COVID or if it was that I just got a little bit older mm-hmm. that I started to think about work and myself differently. Yeah. And that's what we were saying going back to the girl boss thing. Mm-hmm. Now I've come to or during that, you know, the next three years of working at that organization. I started to try to figure out, like, I started to realize, like, wow, it really, work is important. You need to work to pay the bills and you can, and hopefully you can do meaningful work that with, you know, kind people um, and, you know, be stimulated by that work. Yep. But this is not, stimulation. <laughs> yeah, but this is not the end all be all. Yeah. And I think that is, again, getting older, but also with COVID and kind of like the existential questions that came out of COVID. But, um, now I am in transition. I got laid off in February. And as I, as some of you may know, in the tech space, we have, there's a lot of layoffs in tech. And that was a great push because I have been invested. I had been looking into um, a bunch of different opportunities, potentially going abroad, looking for our next role. And that was the push that I needed to be able to kind of explore that. So I took some time off, did a little travel, spent a lot of time reflecting on what I wanted to do next and decided to start applying for jobs abroad, specifically in Amsterdam and London. That's so cool. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about that? I feel, I feel mixed. Like I'm really excited but I'm also nervous. Yeah. And I guess without getting too far into it, because I'm like, oh my gosh, 
I'm still waiting on the paperwork, but I have a verbal offer, which I got this earlier this week when I was with Claire, mm-hmm. um, visiting her this weekend. I got a verbal offer from an organization that's in Amsterdam. So I am, if all goes according to plan, will be moving abroad mm-hmm. and starting a new job in a new country. And holy moly, macaroni. Won't that be crazy? <laughs> so how do I feel? I feel this has been a really, really interesting few months for me. And I am excited about the future and trying to live in the present. That brings me to our next question. What do you want to work on in the future? Uh, To rephrase that, what do you want to work on within yourself going into this new chapter? Like what's one thing? you want to implement in your life Mm. or your life thinking to set yourself up for success? I think the biggest thing that I've been working on with myself, with my therapist, with my friends. This is a therapy session. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Um, Charge my copay later. Um, My kind friend, Una, who I met at my first job, and that's something that's so special about those first jobs that you can meet some really wonderful people, but she has kind of instilled in me and saw that I kept being like, well, what if I can't do this down the line? Or what if I make the wrong decision now in the future? And she's like, you need to trust your future self. Because if I was like right out of school at St. Joe's and I was like, okay, you're going to be like two startups in, you're thinking about this. You'd be like so impressed and also like, wow, yeah, I like so cool. I figured it out. I did it. Um, and I'm working on just making decisions today with the information I have now and figuring out and like trusting myself in the future to be able to make right of that. Because my biggest fear during this whole process has been like, oh, what if I get there and I'm like, get abroad and I'm like, oh my gosh, this was a huge mistake. It's like, well, you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You'll move back or you'll make a change or you'll do something and it'll be fine. And that does take a lot of financial stability that I've kind of built up over time. But, and that's again, another whole conversation. But with that being said, I need to trust that I've made it this far and been able to work on some things to get me to this point and that I will be able to, you know, make it work in the future and that my future self will make it work. I think right now it's going to be the biggest task because it's the biggest, it's going to be a huge, huge, huge change, but I'm really proud of myself for even making it this far to this like new opportunity. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to visit you. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be so fun. Okay. Last question. We're going to end on what, advice would you give me and my other 24 year olds oh about what life life oh boy Bonkers. uh what advice would i give you 24 was a big year for me <laughs> um Claire and I were talking about this earlier. That was the last full year before COVID. It was 2019. It was 24. Claire came and visited me in New York. It was a crazy year for me. I broke up with my college boyfriend, was single in New York. And besides that, like... I was also single then. Yeah. And when I was working, I had been working for a little bit. So I had a little bit, you know, foundation under my feet. I did not. Well, you were... Let's go visit and get crazy. Yeah. But I mean, like, I had been working for a little bit and I was finally at the point where I wasn't, like, just, like, holding on by the seat of my pants, whatever that phrase is. Like, I wasn't just, like, gripping on the steering wheel, like, trying to, like, get the groceries, do the food. Yeah. Yeah. Like, trying to just, like, like, get through the week. Um, I was able to, like, try new things um, and had a little bit of like the professionals like now you've been working for two years like you kind of have a space to like you know what works what doesn't work at work right to a certain degree you know where you can push further or pull back definitely yeah i think trust that trust the experience you've had for the past two years and now is a great time to how do i put this Kindergarten through 12th grade, it's like, you're always on to the next thing, right? Middle school, okay, getting ready for high school, high school, 
applying for colleges, getting to college, getting when you're in college, it's like, what clubs are going to be? What interns are you going to have? Do, 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 do. What is your next, right? It's very, 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 very linear and very structured, structured. And now um, you get that first job and then you're like trying to like figure out like, how do I do all this? And you are doing it for a bit. And then all of a sudden I remember having this realization where I was like, oh, what now? What now personally, what now yeah. professionally, what does that look like? Right. There's not like a clear path of like, now you must do this. Mm-hmm. And something I'm working on now, but I would encourage 24 year old Anna or, or you or whatever to just sit in that of like, what do I want to do now? And just sit in the discomfort of not knowing what that might be and taking the time to think through what that could potentially be. And if the answer right now is, Hey, I'm just going to, chill in this moment in life and just like keep kind of doing my work thing and then just you know seeing what happens outside of work that's fine but at a moment when you start to feel like kind of like discomfort of like hmm let me sit in that and figure out does this mean I need to change professionally does this mean I need to change a location it might not always be a change but I think now that you have a little professional foundation set Mm -hmm. sitting with what's next for me and you're also an exciting moment because you're also single yeah and we'll see what happens there yep (laughs) but also like you know with friends and meeting new people you know whether that's like someone you're going to go on a date with or meeting new friends or going on new experiences you know doing little trips things like that I think it's a really exciting time yeah I think it is too I'm excited for meeting new friends meeting new people and I do feel I'm, you know, pretty sturdy with the, the job, but I think there maybe you said something, maybe it's like time for a change. Um, but only that, you can, but only I can figure that out, out, which is fine. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in a fine place. Um, but I'm excited for 24. Yeah. I think I'll ultimately advice to sit in the moment and be like, the world is my oyster. Yeah. What does that look <laughs> what like? What do I want to do now? And if it feels uncomfortable, it's just uncomfortable all the time in life sometimes. Yeah, but like getting comfortable with feeling uncomfortable is really I mean, I'm I like that's what I'm saying. I wish I had just sat with it because I would just keep filling my time, filling my time. You cannot run these questions. You can't busy yourself away from these questions. So like sitting with that is important. But also try new things, meet new people, and enjoy yourself. Because just live your life. Just live your life. 24. Be gentle with yourself. Yeah, be gentle with yourself, as my mother and my aunt, Claire's mom, would say. Just enjoy, enjoy, take the time with yourself, with others. And trust yourself Mm -hmm. and trust your future self. Yes, that's a good one, Una. Thanks, Una. Um, all right. Well, I think we're going to end it there. Thank you for joining Anna. Thank you for the advice. I'm sure we'll have you back because I feel like we could talk forever. This episode might be a little bit long, but hopefully you enjoy Not for the real ones. Yeah, exactly. You listen this far. (laughs) Auntie, I'm sure has. Um, love you, Auntie. (laughs) Um, and my mom. Love you too. (laughs) But I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you learned something. I hope it made you feel a little less alone in this big world, but all right. Well, talk to you next time. Say bye, Anna. Bye. Thanks, Claire. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at by Claire Alexa Martin to follow our podcast customs and personal updates. Thanks for listening. Bye.